Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And we decided to bring in a friend today. Yes. My, uh, honestly, just, you know, we we could be each other's stunt doubles. We could be each other's, uh, <laughs> uh, just like we're acting type. My, my buddy Connor Wilkins. What's up? How's it going? Of, uh, soon to be known of, of uh, Comcast advertisement notoriety Ooh. as he is just 20 minutes ago booked a commercial and andrew let me tell you i've never heard of a man so unenthused <laughs> to have booked a commercial let's go uh, in my entire life but yeah our, our boy connor wilkins uh, i've only been in la for like five years yes. oh, i love that <laughs> you're the first person to get the applause oh hell yeah that's great i've been in la five years and i'm jaded like i'm 60 years old and never booked a thing in my life <laughs> yeah you're like man i mean that's not your air well i was like i'll do it like, oh, i got yeah. the same face that's like, exciting though man life. congrats Thanks. Yeah, look out for me on your Instagram in a month or two. I'll probably be like, you'll scroll right past me in yeah. the ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll see a guy you're like, is that Tim? Oh, that's Connor. That's Connor. <laughs> Tim was standing in for me, though, before. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be your stand in for yeah, life. Nice. Dude. You just got to blow up a little more. I'm happy with that. That's good money. Appreciate it. I'm excited to be on. I've uh, listened to a few listen to the stock PJ stock interview. Hey, that was a cool our, one. He's a legend. It's a, it's a near and dear one for me and Andrew personally. That was yep. an awesome episode. We're hoping to get him back at some point. That's great. Um, Thanks, guys. Appreciate but yeah, it. man, Connor, pre- predominantly an NBA head like myself from Chelmsford, Mass. Yes, sir. So you know, we got we got some home, some hometown LA representation out here. Yeah, the, the contingent of um, Mass to California is insane. There's so many people. Out There's there. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a lot bigger than I think a lot of people expect. And and, and I mean, everyone talks about how in in LA, every like major metropolis is like basically a home team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went to the the Sox World Series. You did too, right? Oh when yeah, out here. Yeah, and by the time the Dodgers fans cleared out when they knew the Sox were going to win the series, it was still like sixty percent full. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, fans. no, it was crazy. That's awesome. Oh man, but uh, yeah, let's let's get into it, Andrew. Because boy, oh boy, Connor, strap in, bud. We we got a, we got a lot of material today. Yeah, I know that that you had just said he's mostly into basketball, which we will touch on. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about with that, with the trade deadline, who came here, who came back, who left, all of that. Um, what we think might happen. Who came back? What might happen <laughs> after. <laughs> who came back is Back amazing. home. He said it himself. He's he, back dude, home. He is. He's back. He called it home. That he was did. touching. That was yeah. nice. We'll get into it. You'll yeah. find If you don't know who that is yet, listener, you'll find out later. Yeah. Keep, keeping everyone on the edge of their seat to find out Got who it. came back. Who came back? Spoiler alert, this not Kevin Garnett yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> nor, nor IT. Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of brewing stuff to talk about, so I think that we should do this first because I, I, I need to get this. I think I need to get this off of my brain. We like to lead... We like to lead the bad with the good at this podcast. We like to end on a better note, and I, I think the Celtics trade deadline is certainly better than the Bruins' co- current uh, condition. I would tend to agree, and I think yeah. I think we start with Tuukka Rask. Um, for people who Connor, are listening, I don't think to that's this, out of your league for being the basketball guy. I'm sure you've seen Tuukka Rask between the pipes a listen, time or two. If there's what there's once there's someone I love, it's Tuukka Rask, my hometown dog. Shout out if uh, my family listens to this. Shout out to our dog Tuukka back home. That is his actual name. Oh, love <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he retired, and I mean a lot of people who listen to this podcast probably already know that fact. But <sighs> unfortunately, is a loaded word for me. Okay, well, here's my thing. Unfortunately, his hip surgery 
and recovery to being a NHL level goaltender did not pan out. This is what I would the, say. It's basically what I mean is I don't want to see yeah. anybody in any sport or any team have to end their career, especially after playing 15, 20 years, however long, on an injury. 34? Yeah. 36? Yeah, 34 is too young. He's only 34 years old. Yeah, he's way too young. Yeah. He's older than that. No. But, I I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate for anybody to have to not be able to at least play out the season or or whatever. I mean, we talked about Brady last episode because he retired as well. And at least he got to kind of go out on top aside from winning a Super Bowl. But he did that many times, obviously. So it's just unfortunate because that's not the way that it should have went. And I don't know if, not to go back and harp on it too much, but I don't know if the conditioning really would have helped, but I I would like to think that it would. If he had gone down to Providence, if they didn't rush him into game time in NHL, um, but it doesn't matter at this point, is what it is. He's retired. Uh, Here's my question for you, Andrew. Yeah. Do you think he's retired forever and i'm not talking the nhl i do think he will never be an nhl goaltender again but you know who's to say he couldn't pick up do you think he's done with hockey i guess it would be my question or, or will he be a guy that goes and plays in a lesser capacity somewhere else no i don't think that he'll play ever again but wow i think and i also don't know that he's the type of guy that would be a coach or would want to be like a goaltending coach Certainly or it doesn't seem like it yeah yeah i don't really see that happening either so He's going to go run a country club. Unfortunately for for <laughs> yeah. hockey, I think it's done for him. Yeah, but fortunately for tea times that are available in you know, I mean, it's almost hot area Massachusetts coming up. Yeah. They're about to be booked. Yeah, exactly. Out. How many games? So he he came back right. I thought he did a couple games in Providence. Then he got no. He was supposed to. And he was COVID supposed to. shut the canceled those games. So they oh, just I went okay. That. We'll throw you in the fire, and they put him in the NHL. And how many games did he get before? Because I, I I get it. I don't fall like I don't follow Bruins as much. I get the updates on my phone, and I've been seeing some heavy scores weighted against the Bruins. Was he in those like six to like they just lost the other day like six to one or uh, something? Last night's was uh, who who started last Has it night? Been Swayman. It was Olmark last Olmark night. Swayman. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tuca played four games this year. Okay. And and won two out of he, he was fifty percent. So he won two out of four. The and one of them was a good win, right? I mean, or it, both wins. Yeah, it was. Good? But the unfortunate thing is, you know, you look up I how many times can I say unfortunately on this podcast today? It's kind of <laughs> making me very mad. But anyways it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate it's unfortunate uh, that I keep saying it. But <laughs> I'll um, let you guys talk Bruins and I'll pull up a thesaurus, I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh so I saw a funny thing where he's fourth all time in, I believe it was save percentage. And the only reason that he isn't wow. first all time is because of those four games that he just played. It took no. him down 0.001 just enough to get him into fourth place as opposed to wow. first. All time? All time. And I oh. think he would have beat out some that- guy named Dominic Hasek. Ever heard of him? I'm not sure who that is. But <laughs> sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Hashik. But four so, four um, games, that's how close the top five wow, is. That that crushes me. Yeah. 34 bums you out. Tuka Rask, too soon, bums you out. Mm-hmm. But to to like have just to have that record and to be cemented like that, just to lose it when you're trying to mount your comeback that falls short after four days is just Four games is just 
Yep. Also goes to show you, though, a level of, you know, NHL goaltender, like the top tier guys, how tight they are, right? That yeah. like just that little of a shift throws you down the list. But to be even in that category for him, I think from, you know, when I was way more active with the Bruins, Tuca felt like a hot and cold guy. Like people have very different opinions sure. on him. I've always loved him. I've been a homer for him. Same. But, you know, stats like that go to show you like this man put a lot of good work in over a long period of time. Yeah. And I, I think honestly, his accolades don't paint um, how actually amazing of a goaltender he was. You was know? the Vesna 14, 2014? Yeah. I mean, it was, was there one? Was there two? One. There was one. Okay. But he was, he was a finalist. Four years, multiple probably? times multiple yeah, i don't know yeah. if it was quite four but it was multiple yeah but I, I just pulled up that list again so that i could f- look at the exact numbers and he's actually in third okay one is dominic hashik 0.922 ken dryden 0.922 and tukarask 0.921 wow <laughs> i mean he, it's, he it's that close wow jeez god so it, that that is also the bummer about those four games that he did play. It's like he could have dropped a lot more had he played the whole season. We don't know, but I mean, it's just, you know, being top three, that's a hell of a record in itself. So I think he could be happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell of a, hell of a career cut too short. Very thankful for Tuka Rask. Like you said, I was always a stand and uh, I want him to come back to work out. I actually thought it was, I think we, I don't know how you felt, Andrew, but I was like, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be good. We got Tuka Rask back. Well, so here was the this thing. Whole it was failing like, failing four games in wasn't, didn't seem to. Yeah. I don't know. When we came back from the break, so when we came back New Year's, after New Year's, and we were really playing well, I think we won like eight of 10 or something along those lines. And then we got Tuka back, back and it started to feel like this team could really do oh, something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were starting to feel a little bit excited and, you know, I, I, I don't know that we should have because it's not that we're a bad team right now. We're, we're pretty bad, but we could have, we had so much potential to really make a run and had they been able to, and they still could grab some guys at the deadline with Tuca, with us playing so well with the depth scoring, it, it was a, it was a good sign. And, you know, now we have, uh, I don't know, a lot to, to think about and a lot to look at, as far as the future and what's going to happen over the next 30 games or so and right. going into the playoffs. But on top of so, all of this, th- there we've, we have a couple other issues that are probably worse than Tuca retiring right now. Yeah. This week for sure. Tuca reti- again, Tuca retiring just with how it looked with those bad ones. You know, I, I like our goalies. I do like, I mean, I like Swayman, and I feel like he was going to be the odd man out when with Rask back. Maybe we were going to run three. I didn't feel like that was totally going to be realistic down the stretch. So, yeah, I am embracing that. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, let's dig into the rest of this. So let's really get into this Martian thing before we get into the last part of the Bruins thing I wanted to talk about. But, I mean, Brad Martian suspended again. Second time this season, eighth time ever holds the record for most suspensions by a single player of all time now. And that is awful, man. Like, he's a hell of a player. He's got all the skill in the world. He's top 10 in this league, easy. And you could make an argument for maybe top five, whatever. But, I mean, he's, he's hurting his legacy. 
He's hurting any chance that he has of ever being captain of any team, whether it's the Bruins or whatever team he goes to. I don't know, but if yeah. that if that were to happen, God, whatever team he goes to, Jesus. Well, careful. Well, don't worry, we'll get there, Tim. I got I got something for you. This is dark. Oh, well, it's gonna get worse. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about Daniel Tice. But what do you? <laughs> spoiler uh, alert! There it is. Yeah, spoiler. So I, I had to make myself feel better and spoil it. How do you? How do you, <laughs> you need something good to come out. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Tim? Because Brad Marchand was suspended for six games, putting it up to a nine-game total suspension, like nine total games this year suspended. How do you feel about this situation? Or should I should I say exactly what happened first? I'm, I, I, my answer is going to have it. So okay, I, I go think, on. I think I'll have it covered. Okay. Um. So he cold clocks Jari in the circle. Cheap shot, sucker and punch, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sucker, sucker punch. Yeah, clicks it, clicks his face. Like literally, like if he got him good enough, could have knocked him out. I think he kind of gave him a jab. If you know, I don't think he gave him his hardest. He swing. still had his glove on. He had a helmet on. Yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. He's a, a you know, uh, and then later is is throwing his stick and like high sticking at the cage of his mask and uh you know just a horrible look i think both things look bad brad came out today and said like he's a very protected guy like yeah i I lost my composure i'm a very emotional guy you know super paraphrasing here but i think like it's pretty ridiculous and this is just based off past behavior six games is huge in this league that doesn't suspend people well enough i can't remember the last time we've felt like a suspension match the crime whether that being a game for something that shouldn't have happened or a game for something that you know tom wilson did um i just i'm beside myself because the lack of it just it feels like what was the streak andrew i mean how long ago were we talking about when he got suspended earlier this year he broke like a year's gap he hadn't he hadn't been suspended since the winter classic in 2016 since gillette Right. Exactly. And, and so, like, with that, I feel like you have to separate. Like, there's got to be some. Like, dude, if we can forgive, like, car accidents and drunk driving with time, like, on, with points on insurance and whatnot, you got to forgive, like, adolescent Brad. I will say he looked just like it. So he did. I'm glad he looked that. like 2016 Brad. But in, in a way, it's just like, yes, the history is there, but the history has a six year gap. Five I'm, and a half. I'm glad that you bring this up because so I just think the number is based off history, and I think it's a little bullshit. I do. It, listen, does he deserve to be suspended? I think so. I think it's a little ridiculous him saying he shouldn't be suspended at all. I think that's goofy. Like you lot, you're admitting you lost your composure. You should be punished for that. Don't let it happen again. See how this hurts your team. This shouldn't be a lesson. This is a lesson you were getting five to six years ago, which is another reason I'm mad at it. But yeah, the six games is it's. It's standings affecting, and it's yep. huge. And yep. not to mention with the other things we're dealing with the, with this roster right now, it's it's a potentially season altering, uh, you know, suspension. And I think it's very hef- hefty for that. I think it's too much. And but also at the same time, I'm mad at Brad still too. It's just it's he shouldn't have done this. It's a lot. It's a lot of games. But he's already been suspended once this year. Which also you could argue that it was too many games. Marshan himself had said that we know that it's a reputation-based suspension. I was right. good for a long time. Maybe I should have got a game. Three games is too much. Him getting him having an, an issue where he gets potentially suspended again in the same year that he's already been suspended, they're going to throw it at him. 
They're going to make an example. And also, he again, he is the most suspended player in history at this point. So, I mean, his history has to come into effect when he'd already been suspended this season. If he hadn't been, and it was five years, six years, whatever it was, then, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that six games is a lot, but he earned that. Like, this is because of his history, because of his reputation, and because of the stupid thing that he did. It wasn't necessary. And now he's appealing it as if, like, he yeah, thinks he that it. it's not... He's going to get out of it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Connor, did you see any of the footage of this? Yeah, well, I actually watched it today because I saw the suspension come through, like, on an, on an update. And so I was like, well, six games is a ton, so I want to yeah, go well, check he, that he out. Yeah, well, someone's head off, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like, cheap shot, never good. You know, it's not... It's not like you're you're hitting someone from behind boarding or anything like that. Like, but I, it does to me. I mean, granted, I haven't I haven't actively watched the Bruins in a few years, but it looks like like what you're saying. It's they're throwing the book at him yeah. to for a history. I think he's right there. It's a stupid move. He's at this point when you're professional, you also got to know how you're perceived, right? Yeah. You have to know that if you're gonna do something, you're the most suspended player in the league. Yep. They're gonna look at you under a different light. It's just yeah. I mean, you got to be smarter. It's not. Whether it's whether if you took it, you know, out of the the context, whether that's worth six games, you know, I don't think so. I'm not as active in the NHL again as other people. Doesn't didn't look like it to me. It was a stupid thing. But you got to be smart as a professional. It's your yeah, job, right? Exactly. You I think the at the context. end of the day, and we're all in agreement on this. It's who who are you more mad at, the league or Brad Marchand? It's Brad Marchand. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and it's, it's Brad Marchand. Like it, it really is. I expect the league to do what the league does and, and catch us off guard, and you know six game suspension like dude me and you were talking 10 yeah and i and i'm i'm partly still surprised it was six right <laughs> like like for what this league tends to do and what they tend to do in regards to brad Marshawn when it's george peros deciding on a whim based off of relationships with people it seems what he, how much he's going to suspend people take that hot t- take that as a hot take if you will we've talked about this time and time again on this podcast it should be a panel of people deciding these suspensions not a single guy's choice and of, of course the league was going to do this. Brad blew it. Him talking today when he was when he was talking about appeal and all that kind of stuff, him saying, well, you know, players players punch players after the whistle all the time and this, and this, and this, trying to... Dude. He, he, okay, he had also said, in addition, you know, I'm not trying to justify that what I did was right, but this yeah. is a very, very deep suspension for, for these actions. So he's kind of digging himself a hole here. It is a different, in my opinion... It's different when you go after a goalie like that. It's the same type of thing where, like, if you if two re- wide receivers get into it in, on the field is what it is. If a wide receiver runs up and smashes the quarterback, it's different. I mean, everybody on every team knows that they got to protect their goalie from even getting ice sprayed on him. You know, like, it just is, it's part of yeah, the unwritten uh, yeah. rule of hockey, you know? Yeah. And it was it's just an unnecessary thing. Get, it's kind of crazy he didn't get killed. <laughs> Well, there was 24 seconds left in the game. I mean, let's be yeah. real. Right. I guess, they're like, let, let's see next time we play Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I'm supposed to be going out to that game in Pittsburgh, so that's going to be a hell of a time. Hey, what jersey are you going to wear? Uh, I don't know. You're going to wear 63? You think I should? Uh, how, mu- how much do you want to leave the arena? Only if I can strap a GoPro to myself the whole the whole <laughs> time. <laughs> I want front and back. I want to see what people are doing behind you. Yeah, too. seriously. <laughs> got to see where the beer got dumped from. Right. So the last thing I'll, I'll say on this Martian thing is 
Hey, also, two words that you should keep in your back pocket. I'm not sure if they're going to help in Pittsburgh or hurt, but just say Matt Cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Because I was texting with my buddy Skip, who's a big old Pittsburgh Penguins fan out here, and he goes, he should have, like, he, he said something crazy, like, out of the league or something, and I go, all right, Skip, easy. Like, don't, let's talk about Matt Cook. You want to talk about careers. out of the league. Yeah, yeah. career ending. Marshawn, this is a blip. This is nothing compared right. to him ending. Oh, that filthy! You you saying too? Not a one-off. Yeah. F- fuck Matt Cook. I gotta say it. I'm just <laughs> sorry, Aunt Penny. Hey, yeah. Fuck Matt Cook. So, someone's gotta say it. Sorry, Aunt Penny. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you saying who are you more mad at the league or Marshan for this and and basically throwing it at Marshan is is exactly how I felt because. The thing that bothered me the most was we knew that the suspension was coming and that it was a stupid bonehead move that he play, whatever you want to call it. But he did that knowing that Patrice Bergeron was injured. So you're the only other guy. You're the you are the leader on this team after him. And you do something like that knowing you're going to get yourself suspended. And not only you punch the guy, maybe you got two games, maybe you got three games swinging the stick. That's three more. Or whatever, whatever yeah. they added on to it was for those two different incidents. There was a, uh-huh. a, a yeah. suspension, and then there was additional because of whatever else he did. So he did. There's there's two suspendable acts to me. Right, and he so. let I the mean, he let the team down when they were going to need him, and they clearly did. I mean, we're going to talk about the Carolina game briefly after this, but it's just it's dude, it's so goofy that he he's like, all right, it was bad. I was too emotional, but he's very protected, by the way. Like, you know, yeah, dude, there's no justification. My stick, but like, dude, stop putting your stick in people's faces. Right. You, you, this, this, in this, what this is what he got suspended for earlier in the season, right? No, uh, I'm doing air quotes here, people. Slew foot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's on right, that on Ekman Larson. But he was getting fines for the the stuff to the face that I feel like with the stick or dude, something. And it's like, but so the league just saw the same shit and they're like, dude, you're not learning. Right. Yes. This Clearly heavier. I mean, this lead that's, I wasn't sure if I was with you in the beginning talking about, you know, him and his chances at, at becoming a captain and stuff, but with all the context you just provided Bergeron being out, everything like that. I mean, it makes you got nothing, but you have to team. be, yeah, you have to be a, like, if you do want to be a leader like that, you're making a great point. Like you have to be above it. You have to be thinking higher level than the heat of the moment. And absolutely. It's a, really, it's a really good point. And I don't know if I, if I texted this, to you tim when it had happened but i mean what over these eight eight suspensions that he's got i can think of three including this one right now that were very important times that were like he got suspended before the winter classic which your team is on display for the whole world at that point you're the prime time you're the number one game on that day and a game that's intended to market the nhl and your team yeah so you you let the team down there and then there was another instance where he got suspended for the end of the season where he could have scored 40 goals. And I don't believe that it was close enough to potentially kick us out of the playoffs. But, I mean, that's that's not a good look going into the playoffs. And not to mention, like, you don't get those reps going in and you're not, like, you might come in rusty or you might come in slow or whatever it is. Like, that hurts the team as well. He does these things and he doesn't think about the repercussions of what it's going to do to the team in maybe the short term, which could then lead to the long term. Like right now, short term, it's killing us. Long term, it could still kill us because we might miss the playoffs. I don't know. But 
the thing where where Bergeron being out for we don't know how long, that's Marchand being in the game last night against Carolina wouldn't have won us that game. But maybe the leadership would have helped us to put up a better fight. I don't know. I mean when you're a when you're a fringe team, right? You need everything. Exactly. Every point matters right now. I mean, we're we're, we're ten in a, we're in a tough like we're we're in a we're in a league where we can or we're just in a divisional standpoint or in the playoff layout where we can play well and still miss the playoffs. One like one to two good teams in the East is going to miss the playoffs. Well, you thank can't afford, you can't afford to add to that with like, and that's that's what you're doing. You're adding to that opportunity. Thankfully, we're we're a little bit ahead of whoever is. I mean, we're the second wild card spot right now. That is the worst right. that you could possibly be and still make it into the playoffs. So, thankfully, we're pretty decently ahead of other teams. I think eight to ten. Uh, points but you lose five games and somebody wins five I mean it's you're you're neck and neck and that could happen right now and that's what sucks we could lose all six of these exactly Uh, because again we don't know how long Bergeron's going to be out for and hopefully it's not that long and I told you this was going to get dark and here we go The lights are off. When I was on the way home, good thing, from, good thing. Good thing it's been uplifting to this point. When I was on the way home from that game, I was angry about the Martian thing. I was thinking about Bergeron being injured, seeing that he had hit his head and blah blah blah. And I, I started thinking like, wh- he has a history of concussions. What if that's the last time we see Bergeron play? Oh, and if he does come back. What if he goes, this isn't worth, I'm going to retire soon anyway. I'm going to retire at the end of this season. There's what. There's no point in me coming back another year and potentially like ruining my post-hockey life to play another year on a team that isn't going to make a run at the cup. Right now where we stand, this team does not make a run at the cup. If we make additions, pick up some players in the offseason, unload some contracts, whatever we need to do, maybe there's a chance, but... Why would a guy that has concussion history just got another one right now? They haven't said that 100%, but they said head injury. I mean, what else? Um, Why does he come back and play for a mediocre team and potentially get injured? I I hope that this isn't the last that we saw of him, but head injuries are no joke. His career almost ended like 10 years ago, or I think it was more than that, actually, but on, on a head injury. So this is like serious if he has another concussion. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. And my question to you is that this is where there's already the contract issues too. Like, right. I I mean, which, which may have been him looking at, no, I, I, I don't not want to play as a Bruin next season. I don't want to play next season. Right. And that's before this injury. But I think it also, that also hinges a lot on, does he think that Sweeney's going to have the balls to make the moves and put a team on the ice that can win a cup? Because if not, why why play? He's got all the money. He doesn't need the money. Hey, hey, do you? Do I play? No. Do you think he has the balls, Sweeney? I, I don't. Same. But this leads me to the I other. Think Bergeron's completely valid. This leads me to my other question now: Should Bergeron retire at the end of this year? If he does, mm-hmm. do you trade Marshan and start the rebuild now? Give the team to McAvoy and Pasta. And Mo- and Swayman and let's go. 
Marchand's a liability on the ice when it comes to these suspensions. And Bergeron isn't going to be on that bench to talk him off the ledge or talk him off of being hot-headed and going crazy out there and hurting the team. So, so what's that market for Marchand, though? That's that's, my, that's where I go. It's that's gotta, where I go. It, I mean, it's got to be high. It it's got to be. be. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. We have, like, outside of Marshawn and Bergeron, Mar- like Marchand and Ber- Marchand, sorry. Marchand and Bergeron. Marchand. Marchand, Bergeron. Um, <laughs> outside of them, <clears throat> we have good pieces. We don't have it, but we have good pieces. So exactly. in terms of a full-blown rebuild, I'm not on board with, but in terms of a, we have Charlie McAvoy and Swayman and, uh, and Pasta. Pasternak. Yeah, uh I'm ready to be a scrappy year younger team. This has been a, this is, we've talked a lot about how they've built for hopefully Bergeron's like getting a cup before he's done and Rask, which obviously isn't going to happen now. Although if we win this year, he will get credit for it, obviously. Or, you know, uh, um, Chara before he left, like we've talked about how this is it for, I mean, basically it's winning for Bergeron now. Right. And if Bergeron's gone, then yeah, I, I mean, uh, you're gonna get a I, lot. If you're gonna get a massive haul back, yeah, I'm I'm down with triggering that. You're not gonna replace Patrice Bergeron. There's gonna be some sort of reformulating or reformulating. Or do we or. replace him when he's gone with Bergeron? With who? I don't know. I mean, I think Jack Eichel might be available coming up once his contract is up in a year or two, or however long it is with Vegas. Bring the boy uh, home. I don't know. Bring the boy home. I'm ready for Eichel to go home, but. Or we just get McDavid. Let's just get him. That's what I think. I think Connor McDavid. I think he's easily get. You could get yeah. him. I mean, they call him the goat. He's got to be good. He can't be worth that much, right? I mean, he's only no. he's only good. Listen, Marshawn, and casual... then probably also Pasternak, and then maybe McAvoy as well. And they think <laughs> yeah. We'll go real rebuild. <laughs> we'll go Edmonton. As as a full casual, I'm, I'm sure McDavid is available. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, that's why I brought you on today to see what uh, Connor McDavid's availability yeah, yeah. might be. No, from... uh, and I just got a text from uh, NHL Shams. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, he's available. NHL Woj. <laughs> yeah. NHL Woj. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start that Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> NHL Woj. Nice. I don't know what it'll be, but I like the concept. Oh, man, that is dark, man. Well, then let's wrap it up on a little. Le- I mean, it's still going to be dark, but, you know. What, you want to talk about how they lost 6 nothing last night? I want to talk. that feels less dark. I want to talk about how we've been talking about here, Andrew. They lost 6 to nothing against Carolina, who now has swept us on the season series, which I don't care about. We, we pretty much have owned them in the playoffs. I understand we're not the same no, team. Yeah. And Car- Car- Carolina, do something in the postseason right. for me to be, feel threatened by you. Exactly. We can, we can get swept every year, and I will, I will s- gladly see you in the playoffs. They're a hell yeah. of a team. They're going to make a good run this year, but let's see it happen before we really make them a legitimate team. Yeah. Uh, but talk about a team that was like, you know, right there within the last few seasons, cycled out their old heads, and here they are competing again. Yes, right. If the Bruins could do that with ditching Marshawn or keeping Marshawn, that's what we should do. If we're talking post-Bergeron, which is like, Andrew, I certainly didn't want to be talking post-Bergeron in 2022, no. ideally, let alone February 11th. This or is, ever. You know, this sucks, but like, uh, we gotta, if that's the if that's the case, the next thing is don't blow this with the, the talent that you have in Pasternak, who's on a team-friendly deal. Right. That, sh- that should be more than enough initiative be- because of the stud that Pasternak is. Like, ignoring who we already have on this team, who you should be winning now for, 
dude, it's just, it comes back to, I, I am constantly searching for any reason and I find them to not trust Don Sweeney. I just want to shout out David Pashnak because I know that he's listening, obviously. Um, right. For the comment that he made on Media Day before the Stanley Cup finals, when he was asked, like, hey, man, you know, you obviously, you could have made a lot of money to go somewhere else and, and play somewhere and probably, you know, be maybe not on as good a team as this, but you could have went out and, and got your bag, really. And he said, I don't, I don't play hockey for money, man. And that I thought was like the coolest thing he possibly could have said about wanting to be on this team with these guys. And that's why he took that team friendly deal. It, it would make me sick to see Bergeron in a different Jersey. It would make I, me sick I to see Pasternak in another Jersey. It would be hard to see Brad Marsh on another Jersey, but I can do it. See, but what, what you're saying, not to backtrack too much though, it, when you were talking about would Bergeron keep playing, why would he? Hockey guys are built different. That's right? true. That is like, a fact. You know, you see guys go into their forties. I mean, this dude played easy. with a collapsed lung in the 2013 exactly. Stanley Cup yeah. final. Like, let's let you want to talk about the toughest motherfucker in the world. But people, I feel like Patrice Bergeron, just based on his appearance, it's like you know, if he had a if he was missing a tooth and like you know had a, a scar that like went down his face, you'd understand more how tough he is because he's tough enough to look like a guy like that. He just happens to be the handsome devil that he is yeah well everyone, is everyone so knows not the to thing go for his that he's, he's so played handsome. through it's just like hockey guys are built different patrice bergeron is built different compared to those people who are built different i totally agree he could, you know who knows but at the same time you want to be able to hold a cup when you're 50 or, or pick your kids up so yeah yeah what's the answer here but i mean when you're looking at his peers right you're seeing his his guys are going into their 40s you know other guys in the league like what we got um Colville Chuck still playing. He's in Russia or whatever. But you're seeing guy Chara played forever. He sees his peers playing late. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't see Bergeron hanging it up. But again, if he's having concussions, that's a different beast. Well, and the, and this is the whole other thing too, where I, why I really do honestly believe that if he that if Sweeney is willing to make the moves that are necessary to at least make it so that we can attempt to win the cup, then I think Bergeron stays. I mean, he's loyal. He's been here for God twenty years, close to it. I mean. He, he wouldn't be here still if he didn't love this city, didn't love this team. I mean, everybody knows Bergeron as the face of this franchise. He has been for so many years. Of course, Chara was yeah. here too, and we had so many characters yeah. on this team. But it still, it's, it's forever been, it, since 2003, it's been Patrice Bergeron's team. And he's never he played drafted. for another team. You know, it's that kind of yeah. guy that you never want to see him go somewhere else. And, you know, I would be more upset. I, I would be less upset if he retired at the end of the year than if he played two more years and went to another team. It's the, it's the Brady thing. I know we talked about this on the last episode, Tim, but I cannot do it. 100%. I can't. No. I can't. And, and, I, and I will never forgive Don Sweeney if, that's, if that happens because he's leaving because he doesn't believe in Don Sweeney's ability to build around him to make a championship run. The only reason he's going to stay in the league is to try to hoist the cup again once or twice or however many times just at all. I will be, I'll be pissed. And I, I, I don't necessarily love like, dude, we just, we've talked about the things that he's left on the table, just not getting interviews with OEL and all this, just not even taking flyers on certain guys that I just, I don't understand his game plan. I don't understand it's build for now in the future. It's like, dude, win now. No one's going to be mad if we suck in five years, if we won. Yeah. Like just win now. Let's go. Get, uh, let's see Patrice Bergeron hoist the cup. Yeah. Cup gets you how many years of grace? At least five. Dude, <laughs> but in, bottom till now, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. So, we, I mean, hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. And not to get too much into that Carolina game anymore, but Grizzlick as well. We don't know what Grizzlick's injury is going to be. 
he went down awkwardly on a regular hit it kind of looked like and was really hard really tough to get back up for him seemed to be like holding his shoulder or collarbone or whatever whatever it was I, we haven't heard exactly yet but it doesn't look good uh thankfully it didn't look like a head injury didn't look like a like typically when guys go down like that on a routine hit it tends to be like their leg got cut under them or something like that but it was just an ugly, awkward-looking thing, and I hope that it's not too severe because we can't really afford it right now, and obviously we don't want to see no. anyone hurt either. We're so thin on the D. Yeah. Just so thin on defense. But God. at least the Celtics got Tice back. <laughs> Let's go. Is that, some, way, is that we, some daylight I see? We got, the, uh, we got the, the Nuggets and the Celtics just tipped in the background here, and who else but, uh, hey, Andrew, I'm about to drop your favorite Celtics player. Who else but Marcus Smart would dive on the floor oh, for a God. loose ball 15 seconds into a game? Marcus. Animal. Marcus. Here we go. Yep. We're he stuck did. with him, Andrew. He survived. Let's start with how mad you are that he's still on the team. I'm not mad. Don't don't even do that. You no, I want to hear on. this take. I want to hear this take. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> he's ready. To, Andrew's I, been ready to move on from Marcus Smart. I'll explain since, to you. Uh, I'll explain to you quickly ball. why I Tim is saying that. Basically, I, oh shut up! I was that's not, I, that's not the way to phrase that. Here we go. Here, I was on trade Marcus Smart team trade Marcus Smart because he was your most valuable asset that you were willing to let go. You would get the biggest return for him, in my opinion, if you had you know put something else in the trade as well. But I think that you would have got the most out of a trade with him. And that's why I was like, I'm, I, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I was, I, I, this is something that, you know, um, I would never, I would never put on Twitter, but it's something I've thought myself is the same thing. You're like, putting I, it on a podcast. I'm putting it on a podcast. <laughs> My voice. Just, just, no, just to let you know. I can't a, say this I was hacked. nowhere. I what? understand what you feel about this now, Connor. And it's a little shady. Thanks for coming on. But uh, this I, isn't. You're not. You're. You wouldn't put this on Twitter. You're putting I it here. Put it, uh, yeah, you're right. We're gonna I, lead the episode. We're I, putting it on Twitter. What's listen, going on? I just want to announce that my voice was hacked. You know, I have a judge. A judge sitting next to me right now. This is all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's this whole weird little Twitter universe that I even want to talk about with with the Celtics stuff. But it's just it's it's Marcus Smart stands till you die. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty much there. He's an energy guy. Obviously, he's a glue guy. He's something that he, you know the non box score stuff, but. Um, I was thinking the same thing, you know, in the in a team that for up until the past seven games has struggled with ball movement. You know, Marcus Smart isn't a bad passer, but they were having so many issues with spacing. I think he's a good passer. He's a great passer. He's a great passer, but I was just not sure with the way that the system was running. Totally. Tim, you will say he's good. He's great at tying his shoes. You are Marcus Smart stand (laughs) 101. So, of course. I've never, I've, I've never seen his shoes untied on the court. <laughs> I've seen that out of a lot of That's true. Valid. Under, he, I, I have seen him jump out of his shoes, which is impressive to me. So, yeah. He, so, my thing is, like, yes, I he is a great passer, but you weren't seeing ball movement. That's a team thing. And so, the question then is, who's your floor general? Why isn't the ball moving? moving? Who's putting people in the right place, right? And, you know, I think Marcus probably heard all that talk, and you've seen it in the past seven games. The ball movement's been unbelievable. But I, I hear what you're saying, though. He, he, he is somebody three, that you, by the way. What's that? <laughs> As he bricks a corner three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are the games. You're going to see those games. You're going to see those games where Marcus hits six huge threes. You're going to see those games where he bricks He 10. hit six in the last one. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I know that we were talking recently, Andrew, and I was ready to move on. And I am here's why I am sitting here 
So happy to have been wrong from that. And happy to see that I think Brad Stevens considers Marcus Smart a part of this core. I'm not saying he's a third best. I'm not saying he's even the fourth best. That's Rob Will. That's Rob Will, baby. Robbie right Dill. now, that is our top, that our top three. That's our core. I mean, Bob Bill's the guy Real. who's untradeable. He's the one who's mentioned in that in that don't trade. I wanted Josh Richardson in that don't trade. But now we have Derek White. The the stats that come out since Marcus Smart has come back from his injury about our defense, first of all, it's the best defense in the league, hands down. And not only that, not only are we the best defense in the league since 2022 started, we are fourth in the whole season. We Our numbers, this is a team. This is a, our statistical numbers say, and yes, you can say anything about the games and like blah, blah, blah. This is technically a t- contending team right now. Technically. Fringe. Fringe cont- contending. Do I think they have what it takes? No. But I, I, the East seems up for grabs now. Yes, the sick. I think the Sixers and the Nets both got better. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I agree. But this it, this team is reliant on the Jays. It, it depends how they perform, and they both need to perform well consistently. I think the the people around them are ready to run. It's a it's a solid support system. Is it it? Is it the answer? Not yet, but it's good. See what you got with this. See what the Jays can do with this. Derek White is a massive pickup. I will miss Josh Richardson, but we just added five points to a just as strong perimeter defender as Josh Richardson. Stronger. Not stronger. He's, stronger. He's up there. He's, yeah. he's up there. He's one of the top like five perimeter defenders in the our, league. Our defense is insane. We are going to suffocate people. Yeah. We are absolutely going to suffocate teams with the top eight guys that we have now. I, I'm, I'm interested to see. Because, like, yes, the, like we don't have the offensive talent to go blow for blow with the Sixers now. Or, or you know... Or the Nets, I don't think. Or the Bucks, even. But we can shut them down. Yeah. Defense wins championships. You heard it here <laughs> first. Defense wins I just made that up. That's pretty good. Thanks. You should put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I just realized my shirt has a huge hole in it. I wonder. <laughs> I mean, it played part. I had a commercial audition today, and I, I, I wore this shirt that I'm now realizing has a massive hole in it. I have to be com- completely honest. I didn't listen to anything that you just said because I was actually looking for pictures of Marcus Smart's shoes untied. <laughs> like, no joke. And I can't find it. So I think you're right. He, I, he never seen it I'll happen. Shoe time goat. The shoe time goat. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. I'll recap what he said. He just says, um, now that we have open roster spots, he really wants Brad Wanamaker back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that, watched your goddamn tongue. That makes sense. <laughs> Both of you. Oh, I knew this was a mistake. Yeah. Oh, man. The biggest Brad Wanamaker guy there is right oh, here. No. Derek White is suited up on the bench. We going to put him in tonight? No. Oh, he's definitely going in. He's oh. got to go in. He, it. Knows, he already knows Ime's system. Man's ready to go. He is. That's yeah. the other thing. This guy was coming from being under Ime Udoka for two years, and he's coming under contract. Now, the way that trade broke yesterday, Andrew, I think I sent you this screenshot, was Josh Richardson for Derek White, which was like, <laughs> holy shit, Brad just fleeced the Spurs so hard. And then it was Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford for, for Derek White. And I was like, that makes more sense. And then it was... Josh Richardson, our 2022 first round pick, Romeo Langford for Derek White. And then it was like, okay, I guess it's pretty balanced because Derek White is very good. I think he will be better in this system. I think he could be a 20 points a game scorer on top of his defensive abilities. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench or start. I think he should start. Absolutely think he should start. Tatum goes up to four, Brown at three, White at the two or Smart at the two, and the one Horford off the bench. I don't care if Al wants to be a starter on this team. He's doing fine tonight. Fine, I'll say. Al is a 
is a bench guy. He needs to come off. Oh, the bench. I like him as a starter. I like him as a facilitator. You can roll through them. That man moves the ball. He but is like, do you want him closing out games? Greased. Do you want him closing out games? Or no, do you but want I'm Derek saying we're talking about starting. We're not talking about closing. All right. Well, <laughs> to me, that is usually the same lineup. But I understand yeah. that no, in today's it's, NBA and today's Boston Celtics, that's not the case. I thought it was a 2028 pick. No, so that's the other thing. Okay. So that yeah. that's the fourth shoe to drop. So there was, okay, we got him for Josh Richardson. No, it's Josh Richardson, Langford, this year's first-round pick, and then they have the opportunity to, to swap into yeah. 2028, and that's when Celtics Twitter lost its mind. That doesn't matter, No, guys. people that went, really people went way over the top with that. Like, Dude, we don't, you're going to have, hopefully, no, the fingers crossed. are going to be in L.A. this that year. Yeah. Like, we don't know anything about anything. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I want the Jays to stay together forever. You're going to have a, a, what, a 31, 32-year-old Brown, a 30-year-old Jason Tatum. What do you care about that pick for? That's no, just yeah. like made, that's their prime. That should be past their prime, That should be like, now. Yeah. yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll. I bet that pick will be traded, and yeah. the Spurs will still have the opportunity to swap with whoever. I guarantee you that pick will not be a part of the team. Yeah, that part people were getting. Oh, uh, now we got Daniel Tice. No to me. We got Tice, Tice on the screen. Uh, Brad Stevens cut the fat. I think Brad Stevens had a yeah. really good trade deadline. It was interesting to me. What do you um, give him for a grade? A, a through F. Like, you got to give so, him something. You can give him minus or plus as well. It's so weird and difficult to answer that because I want to see how he fills out the roster. Okay. At the end of the day, Brad cut the fat so hard and added Derek White and Daniel Tice, who I love Tice. It's it's, it's a solid pickup. It's a solid backup. We had Enos Cantor as our third best big. We uh, just upgraded. Excuse Absolutely. me, sir? Enos Freedom? Uh, no. I'm sorry. What was his name uh, there? He's... Uh, we he, lost our freedom. He sure is free now. Catch him, catch him at a catch him at a CPAC in Florida this weekend. <laughs> he's um, gonna sign with the Shanghai Sharks. It's gonna be a wild turn of events. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no way. And he's gonna be imprisoned immediately. Um, that would that would blow my mind. <laughs> he would he just, he so said much. you're not. He said something he'll, like he'll you're not get shot as this. soon as he lands. Yeah. Oh my god, that's dark. Anyways, um, I, I, I this team got better, hands down. It trimmed the fat. I will miss Langford. I don't look forward to Greg Popovich making an amazing player out of Romeo Langford because I fully believe that's going to happen. I don't think that means we lost. He's not going to be the Kawhi though. People are like he's going to turn him into Kawhi. It's like he's no, going to be a no, good player. He's no, going to be solid. No, we'll have a little bit of no. FOMO, but it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, it's going to look like a loss of a trade. I think someday when Josh Richardson plays solidly, Romeo Langford upgrades. But Derek White is is the answer for this team. Brad said he's had his eyes on him for years. And he's well under contract. We got four more years left with him or is something. That what it is? After I actually the season. About the contract. It's amazing. So this team got better, but Brad Tri- again, I'll say how many you said uh what what word were you saying earlier, Andrew? Too much? Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm gonna say Brad trimmed the fat again. Uh to the point where we have nine <laughs> roster players. Now we've signed Luke Cornett and we've made Sam Hauser's two way contract a full contract. So we have a two way roster spot open and then I believe three other spots that we can still add for normal. Yeah. Please Sign Isaiah Thomas. I don't care if he never plays. Please put him on this roster. Just do it for the fan base. And I, I got to see. I to give him my grade. I feel like I got to see what he does in the buyout market. But ultimately, that's not what the trade deadline is. So I'm gonna go B plus to A minus for Brad Stevens. Whoa. I'm a hard B. I'm a hard B. Yeah. I'm a hard B. Not not necessarily a B minus because I think like you look at it. Here's my thing though. Yeah. yeah. A plus not necessarily being something that you achieve by becoming the best team in the league. Like, I think you can achieve an A-plus just by improvement. For and sure. I think for improvement's sake, this team got better to a point of an A-minus. I think by, what I'm most excited about is they picked a direction, right? Like, yeah. y- you trimmed the fat. You know where they're going. They want to be, like, literally, you could see Ime just channeling his You announced your core with this, I think, too. Yeah, you announced your Smart core. Smart is staying. 
We already knew Bob Build and the Jays were off limits. Yep. Smart is like you have your core four, and you got like yeah. you know exactly what they're going for. And so for me, it's a beat. Like you, you know, I'm not gonna lie. This is this is like fairy dust, but I wanted to see some bowl bowl. I wanted to see. A little I did bowl too. Bowl. Just I for did fun. Too. No, Just I, talk I, about I hype tapes. I wanted yeah. to see a little bowl bowl, but it is what it is. Like I, I'll never as a fan give a shit about the tax, right? Yeah. Like. No. And some someone out there who's someone one of listed those... the uh, the owner's net worths. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that was beyond Wick Grosbeck, who's worth four hundred fifty million or whatever. And like the five other owners are like multiple billionaires. It's like, yeah. dude, it does. And someone was just like, it doesn't matter if they pay the luxury tax, guys. Like, yeah. And I mean, there's probably some salary cap genius out there who's gonna tell me like, oh, it actually affects this, this, and this. Blah blah. blah. I was like, I don't give a shit as a fan. Like, I want to see some guys. Like, I like Dozier in college. Like, I liked Bull Bull. Whatever. You know, Brad Stevens did what his what his bosses told him to do. That's fine. Um. But overall, they picked a direction. Like Tim said, they, they trimmed the fat. You know where this team's going. You have solid young pieces. Um, I don't think this team has what it takes. Like, like exactly what you said, it's as far as the Jays will take you right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know what I always love? What's your grade? I, What's your grade, Andrew? I would say B is pretty safe. That's that was a, it's, okay. It was a good uh, trade deadline, and it wasn't. Yeah, it w- it wasn't bad, so you can't. It's, I mean, on, it's honor roll. You guys are giving him honor roll. Yeah. Honor roll. I'm yeah. giving him. I'm giving him board. I'm giving him fringe high honors. You guys are giving him honor roll. <laughs> I will say that it's more. The team is more exciting right now, post deadline. For me, it's like it, there's there's new um, life in the team. It seems like they're really on a roll with how well they're playing right now, and I think the the additions and the and the subtractions, I guess, are. I mean, it was beneficial. It was good. I want to talk about this Tice trade a little bit. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, just to recap, we, we, we all know it, but just in case anyone doesn't understand what I'm talking about, Dennis Schroeder, we got on a on his, like the minimum deal that he could sign or whatever, which was like 5 million or sub 5 million, an absolute steal of a deal for a guy like Dennis Schroeder. Think of him what you will. He's worth more than 5 million. He's he got offered well big more. bucks. Yeah, he yeah. got offered big bucks. Or there's all these rumors. This guy is a borderline $20 million a year type player, I think. Uh, given the rules of the NBA, we had no potential to sign him next year because we could only offer him $7 million per year at, at most. So he obviously, being a player that was worth more than we got him for, was going to command more in the market. That being said, I just really thought there was going to be a, a bigger ability to get something out of him. You know, because, yes, we got Tice, but, like, I almost think we can get Tice for Fernando uh, Freedom and, and two... Draft picks. Derek White checking in. Let's go. There we go. Rocket oh. number nine. Romeo Langford no more. Derek White. Um, that's Apple standing fun. ovations. Okay, that's really dope. All right, we're getting Derek White minutes. This is great because we're losing by ten already. I love the uh, live, the live uh, commentary. Is is it? Do you or do you hate it? <laughs> no, well, it's it's, it's great. Um, but it also date um, it also dates and times us exactly to where we are. Right. Yeah, make sure you tune in at this exact <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, we game. know he played. We're currently at four twenty-four left in the first. He's gonna love how in. excited I was when he went in the game and <laughs> played well. Um, it's just, it's, it's, I thought Schroeder was gonna. I think there's numerous teams that are pushing for the end that can use a point guard or a backup point guard. There was talk about the Lakers. We didn't want Taylor Horton Tucker or anything like that. For what they were commanding and whatever. I can't believe the Lakers did nothing. I can't believe the Knicks did nothing. Yeah. Very weird deadline. Very active, but not in the way you would have thought in a lot of ways. But basically, I thought Schroeder would have got more than Tice. I think Tice is a fantastic upgrade to our front court. Uh, Luke Cornett, fine. He'll get garbage minutes. But yeah. I think those, th- you know, Al, Bob Bill, and 
uh, not going to entice will be solid. I was just, I was surprised that Schroeder didn't command more. I don't know. Maybe I'm, this is where I'm ignorant here. Can now that he's traded to that team, are they, can they now also not sign him for more? Are they now like stuck with that inability to give him more than $7 million? Or did that just stay with us? Cause we signed him originally. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. Cause yeah. Because with that, that would make more sense to me that there isn't a demand. Well, for me, demand. like, so I, I agree with the the thought of like Schroeder does not equal Tice, right? Like in terms of in no. terms of like overall also, NBA ability. Also, two friends from need. Germany, so it's kind of interesting they got flipped for one another. Those guys go way way back. They yeah. played together professionally. In Germany. You got to you got to keep your German quota up on each team. Got to right. keep it even in the league. Yeah, but um, German. For I German. think Schroeder he didn't hit. He had good games, but you could if you you know he didn't play up to the contracts that people were talking about before like when they were talking about a steal he played well but i mean josh richardson played better than him all season in my opinion like you could count on points from josh richardson you could also count on a lot of tough shots four shots from schroeder in in a lot of ways like he had some great games where you see exactly why people love him and he stepped up but it was three point percentage he would take two open threes a game and he shot 30 31 30.1 or something yeah uh Derek White coming in again. That's not the trade, obviously, but we're talking about how the team has changed. Three thirty-eight, almost forty percent on three open threes per game. We're going to find him a lot more. Yeah, I really think you're going to see Derek White statistics jump up. Yeah, I think I think you take like I think you take like a barely a half a step down in terms of like the spark offense that you would get from Richardson, but you take a step up defensively, and I think that's a good trade. Schroeder, he was just inconsistent. You didn't know what you were going to get from him. Like he had some games where I was like, he had a career high in the NBA. Didn't have his career high like. Yeah, yeah. In the season. and then then all of a sudden the next game he was in t- he was throwing the ball away making four decisions and especially in a may run offense like he never can't... he never should have had the closing out, closeout role yeah that should have been Josh the whole time 100 uh, percent shout out to Josh shout out to both of them I really enjoyed watching both of them I will be honest I, I agree um I again it's it wasn't gonna work out it made sense I wanted Josh to stay obviously but De- Derek's an upgrade to me but uh the the, the interesting thing out of this Rockets trade to me. And Andrew, I think this will also surprise you, is that the report coming out of the locker room was that they're more than comfortable giving Peyton Pritchard Schroeder's minutes, like ha- having him divvy up the minutes that are now available. And I just haven't seen that this year. I haven't seen any confidence in Pritchard. I- I'm relieved to hear it. I want that to be the case, but it- it's just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's that's strange. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Yeah, I I mean, we're it. we're a huge yeah. fast PP pod here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We oh, we yeah. love the Pritch. Live and die by it. But it doesn't seem like Udoka fucks with them very much. No, I agree with that. You don't you don't see you haven't seen that um that desire for me to put him in the game in, in any capacity really. No. And it that's actually one of the points I was. It's almost about. like he didn't drop ninety two in the pro am. Like what? Yeah. Is, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> people forget about that. There's, yeah. a, there's pro. Some am. people don't even know. Yeah. People, <laughs> look it up. Legendary game. Yeah. Um. But that is that is the question now. Like you were saying, Tim, how do how do you round out this roster? Um, because you fall off in a way, or maybe not fall off, but you're 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 asking a lot out of eight, nine, ten, you know. And who knows how much you're going to play them? But um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they round it out. I want Goran Dragic so bad, but there's no chance they get him. He's that, going elsewhere, been, yeah. but he's just a fun one that I there, want. There's I was surprised to not see our our name in that because it it it's it's clear we're aiming for something in the buyout market. Yeah. Um, why it's not a backup point guard like Goran Dragic, I'm not sure. And can Grant Williams keep up this shooting? I hope to God he can. It's been that's been an unexpected boost. 
He, he can go the way of Brad Wanamaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Andrew, Gorgeous. what did you feel yesterday? What what struck you across the league? What was the... I mean, there were some moves, man. Like, there, there was... Dude, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I was kind of surprised. I didn't think that it was going to be as active as it was. And Celtics, uh-huh. too. I mean, obviously, cleared house a little bit there. And yeah, I, I guess you could say they trimmed the fat. Uh, but... I think, I think overall, again, like I said, pretty good. I it just next time if we're gonna bring somebody back to this team, it either has to be Larry Bird or Taco <laughs> Fall. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I don't know KG. why. I don't know why Taco's not on this team right now. But I think KG should get to play in the game that <laughs> yeah. his jersey gets retired during. Yeah. Um, Fouls out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harden for Simmons, dude. We, we joked about it on this podcast at the beginning Wild. of the season, and now it's a real thing. How about that? I think the Nets won that trade. Dude, Kyrie Irving just completely ruining another good thing that had, like was together. I mean, obviously, I feel, it, it's not like I they got a slouch back. Three fan bases that has him because he's going to keep moving around. Right, what a everyone's going to have hope. Just a vibes ruiner he has been. Just what? what year is he on the Lakers? As soon as LeBron leaves, yeah, he'll, he'll LeBron again. Yeah. No, he'll go there no, for. They won't play together. He'll go there for one year, and that will be what forces LeBron to leave. That's, that's tracking. <laughs> that's tracking right now. No, but uh, the, the I really do think the Nets won that trade because of the, the they're just they're so thin. They can't win without the well. Now it's a new big three, but they can't win without any of those guys on the floor. And to add Drummond and Curry is massive to their rotational roles. You you can depend a lot less on Blake Griffin now. See, I think though. Was anyone else going to win that trade, though, because of the position the Sixers were Listen, in? Listen, the Sixers won, too. Yeah. I in think... my opinion. I, the fact that they couldn't squeeze... The fact that they settled for... Um, uh, it's not favorite. Millsap. Paul Millsap. Yeah. That, again, great, solid, old veteran. They they like If they're going to have to give up Seth in that, they should really, really be pining for Patty Mills. And I'm sure they did. And it seems like Mark's just... you know that He was like, this is the deal. Take it or leave it. And Maury was like... He had no options. Right, he had he, he like I, people are like I don't know attacking this trade pretty hard from the Sixers standpoint or like attacking Maury and you know I'm not gonna sit here and defend the Sixers. That's not who I he am. Upgraded it's not Ben in my Simmons. Blood. Yeah, but you got you, no. But everyone people saying, are saying trade him for tra- a bag of chips at saying. the beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. Trade right. him for anything. Get right. rid of the guy. And now you get James Harden. Like all right, talk about. I think the fit. I personally think the fit's great. I, think, I do too. Like, I think yeah. both teams got better at the end of the day. And maybe it's you know I don't know what the strip clubs are like in 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 Philly. If James is going to stay There's, happy there, he's going to find out. See, did you see in our group text thread of the league? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Actually, huge welcome to James Harden from like the top strip club in Philadelphia. But I think I think it's a good fit, and I and I don't think that anybody it, like the Sixers couldn't do anything. They were entirely strapped. Like they were t- like I don't know their hands were tied, and to be able to get James Harden out of it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say they lost the trade, but I, I you know, I More, think that Maury got his it. guy. Yeah. Ben Simmons was, let, let's face the facts here, never going to play in the Sixers uniform again. And, exactly. And they were talking, I was listening to a podcast where they brought up, you know, they were talking about trying to get excited about getting Harrison Barnes for Ben Simmons. At yeah. point. Exactly. And, exactly. And that was the discourse Harden, before this. You know? That's it's, the part that ridiculous. frustrates me. Yeah. It's crazy. Both those teams got better. The East is a lot more interesting. Miami doing nothing is interesting. Derek White just hit his first three as a Celtic. And we're, you know, here we are. Let's go. <laughs> if you're following along live, there's 50 seconds left. In the <laughs> of course you're following along live as this is posted way later. In the first quarter. Yeah, uh, yeah man. I, the the NBA, man, never fails. It's just, it was, it was so fun from the bonkers 
Wizards Mavericks trade that Porzingis has moved on again. I didn't realize him and Luca like didn't talk. Yeah, like, they hated each other. Crazy, uh, dude. NBA man, it's fun stuff. I think yeah. Brad was it was a weird day. As soon as Josh moved, you knew there was an imbalance and something else was going to come. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be three more players out for Daniel Tice, but I'll take it. It is uncomfortable seeing the uh, Perzingas in a Wizards uniform. There's something weird about it. It is weird. Andrew, are you still alive there? I'm still alive, but I'm I'm just here for the ride, man. I know, I know that you're kind of like living the dream right now. Marcus Smart stayed. Tice came back. I mean, this is this <laughs> right. is like this yeah. is like Christmas all over again, man. Yeah, this is this is Christmas Day to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best gift I've ever had. And that I mean it, that Tice move like shouldn't go you know it, it's 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 a great move for this it really it's is positive, it's yeah. it's an absolute positive yeah i um, thought schroeder was going to come in more he wasn't yeah that's all that's the fact of the matter i thought and it i thought i thought it was going to be from a, con- a contender someone who's on the fringe who could use those minutes yeah who could use the one-year rental if you can't resign him so i'm ready man i'm excited to see him so far they look uh mediocre yeah <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm ready for Hauser minutes. The dude's dropping like 30 in the G League. Or is the G- yeah, G He's League. a bucket. Three, yeah. if they, they they said we got to get three point shooting. It doesn't look like we really picked that up. Derek White kind of, but uh, He's serviceable. But you know Hauser, real real deal three point shooter. We'll see. It's interesting today, Andrew. I was uh, I was watching ESPN News and they do all the gambling things on the fringes because we live in a society that endorses this addiction. Yep, <laughs> and uh, which is just so weird. I my new theory is that they they legalized gambling so they could start all these initiatives to try to help you, like these for, these for profit get better, don't gamble as much. The tax breaks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but both the Bruins and the Celtics round out seventh uh, for the Celtics and eighth in best odds for winning their respective championships this year. Actually, sorry, no. The Celtics was for the East, um, but the Bruins still is eighteen to one odds, I think. Yeah, that's not great. You, I not mean, great. I, I think that that's being generous, don't you? I do. I was surprised to see them round out the top eight. I'll take it. I'll take any any hope that I can get at this point. Anything I'm I'm clinging on to for dear life. If that was the last game, Patrice Bergeron. Hey, 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 ho! I know I already said that, but I don't want to hear it again. That's some. That's no, you tough. get you, you get one, and I get one. I okay. Won't say it again now. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that today. You didn't warn me before we talked. Hey, I said <laughs> it was going to get dark and buckle up. And all right, you, yeah, that was, it doesn't make it any sport, better. It doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a fun day. Celtics got better. Bruins. Good lord. Let's see. I don't know. Home stretch here, Andrew. Yeah, and we got NHL. We got NHL deadline to come, right? We do, and it's in March. It's a little bit late. I think it's like the. I want to say it's like the 18th. I don't know. Remember the exact date, but it's it's in March. So we got a little bit of time, and I mean, I'm coming out to you in a little over two weeks now. And oh yeah, hey, if you want to hit either the Ducks or the Kings Bruins games with us, that'd be great. Yeah, at the, at the Crypto Center. Yeah. yeah, crypto.com, crypto.com arena. Andrew, I'm interested. What, um, as I guess, since again, as a as a casual here, what what are the Bruins? You know, I heard you talking about directionally, they could make a huge thing and move on from Marshawn and change. But what what are their options out there? What does the trade deadline look like for them? What could that go? What could that look like? So, I mean, there are options out there. A lot of people don't think that there's very many options that the Bruins are realistically able to get. But I think that you can. 
you can get a player, de- depending on the team and what that other team needs. I mean, we have assets to give up. We ha- we're looking for defense, in my opinion, where they should be looking and focusing focusing on defense. But uh, they've also talked about going after Claude Giroux, who's the captain of of the Flyers. Uh, great. Yeah. It would be great for our second line center. Um, he's a hell of Claude a player. It would be awesome. He's up there in age as well, I think. You know, but, I can't believe he's still around. He's up there. Yeah. yeah. He's not as old as Bergie, I don't think, though. No. Not far, but not 37. But, I, I mean, I think that there are options out there to, to improve this team. It's just, do we have the... Do we want to do that, or are they just going to be like, well, we'll build the farm, and then eventually maybe we'll be good? And I don't think that's the way to do it anymore. I don't think that's the way to do it right now, I should say. Is Jake DeBrusque on this team on March 19th? I hope not. But yeah. only because he requested yeah. the trade. He's been playing well. I have no issues with him. No, uh, same, same. It's just it's clearly something that inevitably needs to happen. So it's just, yeah, is it going to happen? It is actually March 21st is the also, trade deadline. All right. all right, so he might be on the team on March 19th. So March 22nd. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. uh, I just but looked also, it up. I love that. You calling it a day or two early? Yeah. 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 Well, oh, yeah, he's still on the team before the deadline, dude. Yeah. All right. Uh, but shout out to him playing well, dude. We love that. Yeah. Up that value. We're trying to get you out. Yeah, totally. Thank you. So, yeah, I hope they make some moves. That'd be great. Obviously, they need to, or else they're not going to go very far. But, you know, it's all going to depend on what the GM, what everybody wants to do, and how they see the future of this team. And, you know, I, I don't think that Sweeney's seat is hot enough for him to. No, fortunately, be we got Don Sweeney, who's ready to swing for the stars and obviously understands that Patrice Bergeron needs a win now mentality. Right. So how long has he been in that position? Um, I mean, five years, something like that. Was he part of the team while Shirelli was in office? Like technically, he's been a part of the office. For he was no, right? he was the uh, GM, I believe, of Providence for Providence. the. Oh, that, okay. I, st- I still feel like that's part of the system. It it is, yeah. I mean, it, it's great for him to know all of these younger guys that are coming up now. I mean, he saw them right. when they first got to Providence and everything. So that's that's great. But I, I mean. Again, I don't think his seat is hot enough for him to do anything crazy, unfortunately. I think it should be hotter than it is. Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, that one should be hot, I'll tell you that. But yeah. I still I still can't find any pictures of Marcus Smart's shoes untied, so I'm going to keep no. looking for those. All right, man. You do that all week, and I'll catch you next Thursday. You let me he know. He scrubbed them from the internet. He's entirely scrubbed every picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you let me know if they're untied in this game tonight, the, the rest of the game, okay? I will. I'm looking close, and I think you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I am, because he's still here. But you know what you won't be disappointed <laughs> in? What? Eight points out of Derek White so far on 3 of 5 shooting. Let's Woo! go. Woo! Eight points, one rebound, two assists. Derek White hot in five minutes. <laughs> we were uh, down 10. We were down 10. We're up three. Let's go. Let's go, Celtics. Celtics, no bees. Get well, Patrice, please, man. I, I can't. And Grizzlick. And Grizzlick, everybody get well. Tuka Rask, enjoy golfing, brother. Maybe I'll see you in the links. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you will. You might run into him. Um, oh, and real quick, it's the week. We should do it. Let's get. Let's just go around real quick before we say goodbye. A little Super Bowl predictions. Oh, boy. okay. I want the Bengals, man. I'm saying I 20, want the Bengals. 24-17 Bengals. 
You ready? I'm going. I'm going epic here, right? Oh god. Bengals go down, twenty-one to seven. They come back. We've and seen they it. Win it. We've seen it recently. They win it, twenty-four twenty-one. Wow. Whoa. Field goal. Lock it in. I mean, that guy is a menace of a kicker. Yeah. That's just. It's just an absolute. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got. You got the menace and the kicker, and you got just the Joe Burrow origin story. Just keep it coming. Not to mention Legend. you have. Here's the thing that's on the Bengals side, and a lot of people don't realize this is that Matt Stafford seems to try to blow every game that he's winning so if they're up you're in good shape because exactly. matt stafford is going to take all the snaps rams are going to come out hot and everyone's going to be like oh yeah they weren't ready. burrow wasn't ready and then boom he's back baby yeah uh, i got i got i've been a big fan of burrow so i'm all in on that i think 28 21 it's just going to be all it's going to be all touchdowns um and i think that the the bengals pull it out i hope but what i will say is that I'm the thing I'm most looking forward to is the halftime show. Yeah, more so than I've ever looked. <laughs> yeah, more so than I've ever looked forward to a, a halftime show. I I said it ever, literally. Just I'm ever, fascinated literally, by ever. it. Yeah, ever. I haven't cared before. I wasn't enough of a Prince fan at the time. I understand there's been some iconic ones. This is, just, I mean, you're preaching to me. Yeah, <laughs> I can't name one that I'd rather. Also, remember, Andrew, was it on the pod or, or off the pod that we talked about? Is Ice Cube going to get brought out? Uh, I think, I believe it was on. Okay, so last uh, last weekend there was this thing at the Coliseum that I was trying to go to, but I didn't, and there was a NASCAR race at the Coliseum. Yes. On Sunday. On Sunday. Uh, in the middle of the NASCAR race, it's, there was a 150-lap race, quarter-mile track. In the middle of the race, there was an intermission where they would just break at the 75-lap mark. What do you think played that intermission, Andrew? That would be Ice Cube. He sure did, brother. <laughs> he sure did. Couldn't get him for the Super Bowl, but they got him. NASCAR ain't checking vaxes. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I'm still holding out hope that he's going to be like a surprise. He's going to like come up from underneath the stage and smoke and all this stuff, and it's going to be sick. Yeah. Dude, oh, there's going to be Dude, he could literally ad-lib, and I'm down. Yeah. I don't even need a verse. I just want him there. Yeah. Also, shout out to Snoop Dogg for purchasing Death Row Records. Dude, amazing. Yeah, I, I I I'm very happy about that. I am very excited for the Super Bowl. I wasn't gonna watch it, and now that like once Brady was out, I wasn't gonna watch it because I didn't want to have to watch the Chiefs and whoever they were gonna play. But yeah, I'm all yeah. in on Burrow. So let's... I enjoy the Rams, man. I enjoy yep. Sean McVay. I, I I've always thought Stafford deserves some sort of opportunity, but I'm dude, I'm pulling for the Cincinnati. Yeah. I like I can't lie. Like I I actually like the Rams. I kind of follow along. I'm happy Odell got there. The, the, the defensive studs of our generation they've signed is Cooper incredible. Cooper a monster. Uh, Ramsey, Vaughn Miller. Eric well, that's Donald. what's like they, they have like the best players of. They have the best. I think they have the best defensive back in the last ten years. The best linebacker in the last ten years, and the best defensive lineman in the last ten years, all on the same team. I'm just. I'm. You can't. How can you not pull for Cool Joe, man? Yeah. Come on, Joe Burr. Tim and I were talking about this though earlier about how we've uh, we are solely well solely both of us responsible for bringing championships to Los Angeles. Yes, ever I since the we Kings moved in 2014. Here, yeah, we got uh, Dodgers. We yeah. got the Red Sox out here. Yeah, as Boston boys out here. Right. So well, yeah. when they're against Boston, then that's what that's what gets it. Exactly. Same thing with the Rams. Oh, I appreciate Rams. that one. Yeah. 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 But no, I mean that's kind of the good thing about this Super Bowl, right? Like we don't really care about who wins. Like, or I mean, oh, as far as like 
we don't have to worry about the Patriots losing or I yeah. mean Tom Brady losing, which I, I think I think we all would have been rooting for Tom Brady and hoping that he would have won if he was in it. But I mean, it. I don't really care who wins. I I really want Burrow to win. I'm not saying that, but I wouldn't be upset if Stafford got it. You know, it's it's yeah. not it's not one of those guys where I'm like, man, it's it's I. Also, I would like to say that I fully understand everybody who now, like me personally, I'm like, I don't want to see the Chiefs win again. The Patriots were that. Like, I'm not comparing the Chiefs to the Patriots, but like, I understand why everybody hated the Patriots because we went every year, we went every other year, whatever it was, and most times we won. So it's like, yeah, it's annoying to see the same team and the same guy go to the Super Bowl every year. So I'm I'm stoked that the Chiefs are out of it. Let's go, Burrow. I'm all in. Yeah, this is purely a fun yeah. Super Bowl for us. Like to go for, to go also to speak towards Patriots brain that I have. Honestly, the Chiefs aren't in it, which means that's a notch against them, right? Yep. That's 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 them not being the next dynasty as totally. of now. And so, you know, I look at everything through a Patriots lens and, and maybe Burrow turns it on and becomes, you know, a six time winner, whatever. But as of now, he's not right now. It's just fun. It's pure fun. Exactly. Looking forward to it. Keep it fun. Let's go C's. Let's go B's. And let's go Burrow. Let's go Burrow. <laughs> Connor, thank you, man. Hey, you want to shout out your, your little project you just raised money for, my friend? Oh, it's a short film. It's called The Good One. Uh, we're shooting in April. Indiegogo's closed, but um, you know, when, I, when and where it's out, I'll, I'll hit you up, but yeah. We'll I don't have know. You back, brother. Awesome. On this is fun. You guys are great. You could hang with the Bruins just as well as I do, too. I had my phone open. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Thanks right. for coming on. That was, that was super fun. No one can tell, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. I know. I'm just learning. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, dude. Stretch! Was it all a